because the society encourages us to think in terms of like winners and losers or success and failure and champions and underachievers. And we get caught up in those stories because we see all these celebrities. And I think it's this day and age of social media, it's even worse. Hello and welcome to the Emotional Compass. This is Bodhi. And Abiel. Hey, brother. How's it going? It's going. Um, it's funny. Uh, we go through this material and I feel like the universe finds a way for us to try it out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's why we call it book experiences and not book reviews because we're experiencing these books as we go along, man. Oh my God, I want to go back into the matrix. Give me back the blue pill. Like, I don't want to take it. <laughs> yeah, so this week we are reviewing this book called The Confidence Gap. And it's this book by Russ Harris based on the work of Stephen Hayes. Stephen yes. Hayes. And uh, Stephen Hayes is the guy that created act therapy and uh yeah it's it's an interesting book because he talks a lot about where we get stuck and where fear gets in the way and how we can build confidence and um there was a whole chapter on like self-esteem which i found interesting because he was like, yeah, self-esteem is crap. Like, what you need is self-acceptance and self-motivation. I was like, oh, interesting. Kind of agree with that, actually. I agree a lot with that, too. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, let's let's kick it off. What did you think of this book? And what what resonated with you? What jumped out for you? What did you hate? I, I think... For me, it was nice to get some validation with some of the positive thinking um, hoopla that have been around since the 70s. Um, how the inner voice says, oh, that's crap, you know, regardless. And, you know, a lot of the times by saying you can do this when you're down by 40 points will actually make you worse than get you excited about something. So I think the the book and the process of act is very interesting and i feel like it's taken on mindfulness psychology and a dash of modern practices like um nlp and a bit of hypnosis as well to be able to deal with um the mind i think it's all about dealing with the mind the ability to cope with the bombardment of thoughts that go through your head that kick you in the gut and leave you beat up in a corner. So I feel like the book itself was a it's a little on the drier side and I feel like also it's a lot of application that you have to put in play um because they have all these amazing little tricks and tips and and therapies and modalities that are very useful but once again if I don't apply them they're just pretty words. So I think what just along with all this other information that we've been covering, this book is a little gem that is more of a workbook than a, than a good read. 
that I could see myself using for the rest of my life, actually, and and seeing the progression of how to cope with my mind, how to develop psychological flexibility, which is an interesting word that we'll talk about in a second. And overall, I I give it kudos for the creativity that they've used to incorporate um, act into this book. I liked it. Yeah, there were several times I actually was listening to this book while I was walking. I mean, it's, it's a long book. It's like seven hours. I did walk a lot in the last week. And uh, some of the exercises I actually sat down. I mean, I stopped and sat down and did it because I felt it was valuable. And it's it's amazing while he's narrating the book, he'll be like, oh, so I want you to do this, that, and the other. He's like, did you do it? Oh, you didn't do it? Like, did your mind get in the way? What did your mind tell you? And I was like, oh man, he's so good. Yes, my mind did get in the way and told me like, yeah, I don't need to do this crap. Like, or I'm better than this, you know, or this is just BS. And I was like, no, I should probably sit down, take a moment and do this stuff. And there's a whole chapter where he talks about how how our mind is so brilliant and it gives us so many reasons why we don't do what really matters to us. Like there are obstacles, there are self-judgments, there are comparisons, there's predictions. And lastly, like we are never short of words. Like there's always this chatter in our head constantly going on. And if we just lean into those negative thoughts, we will never come out of it. We, we basically need to see, like he talks about this fog and getting out of that fog and trying to see the clearing within the fog and basically like, you know, quieting the mind chatter. And that's where mindfulness comes in. And he talks a lot about the, a mindfulness practice and how important it is. And I can see that in my own life the days when I don't start my day with a meditation, I can see like how chatty my mind is. And the days where I do get to start, have a good morning where I'm like working out, I do gratitude uh, journaling, uh, you know, I get to do a good meditation. That's the day where I'm like at ease. I'm calm. I can focus on the tasks at hand and I can get through the day with ease rather than get caught up in the mind chatter and let me let it lead me astray. And, and the part, like what I mentioned earlier, was the self-esteem, the, the self-esteem trap, what she calls it. You know, I, I thought that was great because, you know, because the society encourages us to think in terms of like winners and losers or success and failure and champions and underachievers. and we get caught up in those stories because we see all these celebrities. And I think it's this day and age of social media, it's even worse. And this is a personal anecdote of mine. Um, Since last week, I have actually deleted Instagram, just the app, not my account, just the app from my phone, because I was following all these people like influencers in the realm of uh, self-development. 
And I was like looking at the, and I've been following them for a good year and they all have built up this huge following and kind of doing the same thing we're doing with this podcast. But I keep comparing myself with their journey and saying like, why are they, why do they have such a bigger following? And I don't, and we don't, you know, it's like, <laughs> and I was driving myself crazy with that comparison and I was like, you know what, I, maybe I just need to take a break from Instagram for a while. And honestly, it has really served me well because instead of comparing myself to others, and this is something he talks about values versus goals, like what are my values towards this podcast and a couple of the other goals that I have? Like, do I just want bigger number of followers? No, like I want to put value out there. I want to put valuable content so that even if one person is listening to this and they get something out of it, that's more than enough. You know, and uh, so yeah, he talks a lot about the self-acceptance, self-awareness and self-motivation, which are all way more important than self-esteem which I, I found that, like, if that was the one thing that I took away from that book, it was that. Yeah, I found the self-esteem to be very interesting because what is self-esteem? In, in my definition, self-esteem is my inner voice talking positively or nicely to you instead of your inner voice condemning you or judging you or throwing you or beating you up, right? So their their take is, is not about your voice saying good things to you, it's about you realizing that your mind is like a radio that's constantly playing. And it's your ability to quiet that radio for a second. I know they make that distinction about if you're engaged in reading a good book and the radio is playing in the background, you're reading your good book, but if a good song that you really enjoy starts playing, all of a sudden your focus goes from you reading your book to the radio until the song is done and you go back to reading your book. So the ability to switch channels or your ability to focus is like the, the floodlight or the, the focus light that shines over the things that your awareness is looking at. And the book has a lot of good, the, the chapter about spelling the roses is about you know, next time you go for a drink of water, feel the cup in your hands. Feel the, the cup touching your lips as you feel the water entering your mouth. And then while you swallow it, you're, you're feeling all the sensations. So by you putting your focus in the actual activity and the doing, it takes it to a different level. Same thing could go for your cooking. Same thing could go for your waking up and getting out of bed. And your ability to start becoming mindful in the, in the daily practice of things allows you to shine your light upon the things that really matter instead of that radio in the background taking up all of your attention. So the book itself has so many of these really good nuggets that anybody out there that's looking at a practical way of incorporating mindfulness and the ability to juggle through your thoughts and your, and your natural fears um, this is a, a great little book with exercises and mental, I call them mental agility tests that will help you guide you through the minefields of the mind. So overall, 
I like it. I, it talks about hooks as well, which is really cool. I know that um, Eka Tolle has talked about hooks and the the pain body and all these other spiritual um, teachers talk about these aspects that that trigger you. And the book mentions those as well. Um, the power of acceptance is huge. He also puts a lot of emphasis in values. So values themselves are a little bit different. Um, for instance, like spending time with your family is a shore. Loving your family is a value. So, you know, some people might feel guilty that they're not spending time with their family, but the fact that they're taking care of them has a lot of value to it. Because if you were to, you're in a tough situation where you can't spend a ton of time with your family. And if you were to put aside the things that you're doing to take care of them, all of a sudden you you would not be able to support them, but you would have plenty of time to spend with them. So it's a matter of balancing those two things. So the book talks about values and I think it's very important for us to have a good grasp on values so that we don't beat ourselves up when we're not doing the little things that our mind is asking us to do. So the, um, the ACT or ACT is a great modality that allows you to see things differently so that you're capable, capable of coping with your thoughts so that you could then put actions into the things you want to accomplish. Because so many of us get stuck in the act of thinking and we get, we get so worked up with all these ideas of things that we want to do but we do not take action on a daily basis to accomplish our bigger goals. So you cannot jump to the top of a mountain, but you could set out a route, you could pack you know, all your supplies and then go on a journey to the top of the mountain. And I feel like this book is gonna give you some really good tools for you to be able to take on this journey of life, which will bring obstacles, will bring sorrow and pain, but it's going to be your your psychological flexibility. It's going to be your ability to cope with things. You want to say something? Yeah, I, I wanted to expand upon what is ACT therapy because I don't think we defined it. ACT is acceptance and commitment therapy created by Stephen Hayes. And it was essentially created to, you know, uh, cope with stress of daily life or work stress, any kind of stress and anxiety. And there are times when we get stuck or we want to achieve something, but we don't know how to get there. And he, in the book, he, there's a chapter called What's Stopping You? And he defines the acronym FEAR, which is fusion, um, you know, like maybe there's like too much going on and then you... E is like excessive goals where you're, there's no focus. Like you have just too much going on and there is no focus on one task. And there are lots of like getting things done kind of like uh, approaches out there with say, make sure that you define primary tasks for the day. Or if you have too many goals, like give priority to whichever goals align with your values the most. Uh, He talks about avoidance of discomfort. And this is something we talk about all the time, which is falling in love with the process and which Andrew Huberman also talked about. And um, 
several other people where they talk about that in the beginning, there will be discomfort if you're starting something new. Or even if it's a task that you do on a daily basis, the first few minutes, first few hours of that task might be uncomfortable. But you have to get okay with that discomfort. And finally, it's like the, the remoteness from values. Like you're so away from those values that you have set up for yourself, or there are probably no values at all. Like I said before, you know, make sure that you set goals that align with your values. Uh, for example, like if your goal is to lose weight, well, what is the value that you're cultivating? Is your value to just eat healthy every day? If your value is to eat healthy every day, you'll achieve that goal in no time. But if you don't have a value like that and you're just like trudging and like, you know, carrying yourself and by gritting your teeth, you're like trying to get there, just lose that weight. You're going to gain it back very soon. So he, he also talks about the acronym DARE, which is about how to get unstuck. And he delves a lot into this. Um, I'll go very quickly through it. Uh, you know, it's like a diffusion, which is basically removing that fog, you know, don't, don't, and removing those negative thoughts and building that mindfulness practice, the acceptance of discomfort. I was going to say with the diffusion, he has really good um, analogies. Like imagine yourself uh, putting your thoughts on leaves that are going down a stream, which was really, really interesting. And there's other ones that he incorporates as well that you would find very enjoyable if you get the book. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Uh, put your thoughts on a stream. I actually did that while I was walking. I was like, oh, I need to sit down. <laughs> but yeah, that was, that was really, really good. And you know, this is simply put, and we talked about the science and mechanics behind the acceptance of discomfort, you know, when we talked about Dr. Huberman. And I, th this has been incredibly valuable to my life where I not only accept the discomfort, but I welcome it saying like, you know what, there are certain tasks in life that are, that I love doing, but they're you know, they're not very comfortable. Like I, I really have developed a love for working out. Do I like it? No. Is it comfortable? No. But do I like the end result? Hell yeah. So even sometimes meditation, you know, it seems like a chore. It's like, oh my God, I have to sit down and just watch my breath and like my mind's chattering and the mind doesn't want to do it. There's so much resistance but you have to be okay with all of that discomfort. Um, he talks about setting realistic goals and I'm all for this. You know, you, you need to build on your successes. So don't just set a goal to run a hundred miles when you have not been doing anything. You know, like you're, if you're a couch potato and you're setting yourself for a goal to run a hundred miles in 30 days, Maybe that's a little unrealistic. I'm not saying you can't do it. Maybe you're that badass that can actually make that happen. But build on successes. I've even heard of people that just go put on like shorts in the morning and will just go for a little walk and come back. As long as that they had that success of getting up early, 
going out there and achieving something and then they keep building on that success. So set a realistic goal. And finally, like uh, this is something that was huge in the book is, you know, the embracing of the values. Um, make sure that your goals and values align with each other and, and stress more on your values than even your goals. Because if you create values or you espouse to good values, then your goals become a lot more achievable. I think you hit the nail on the head on that, man. I think I also like uh, the power of self-acceptance, um, getting better. All, all these little chapters that you go through in this book, I feel like we went through this book fairly quickly because um, we're covering basically a book a week. But it's one of these books that I feel like I, I need to go back through again and apply some of these values and systems into my own personal life because I, I could see how that could be very helpful. And it was very interesting as well because a lot of the books that we covered in the past have covered aspects of this book, like um, Atomic Habits is part of the setting realistic goals, you know, um, acceptance of discomfort and diffusion is something that we talked about with the neuroscience. Um, embracing values is something we've been talking about as a part of spirituality. So if, if, if you're not going to go over all the books that we talked about, I think this is a really good book that covers, you know, all these, all these things, not, not so much at the university level or um, in a way that's not relatable. I feel like this is like the complete package for you to have a really good grounds to move forward with the goals that you have set in your life. And thus far you have not been able to accomplish them because they set, he sets really good grounds for how to get it accomplished and the processes and set. So if you're out there and you've been struggling to, you know, lose that extra 10 pounds or clean your house or go back to school or who knows, find the love of your life. This is a great book for you. If anything, it, it makes you realize that positivity and all these other things are pretty, but this is what's going to get the job done. So, you think we should wrap it up? Let's do it. So, if, if you're out there struggling, um, look no further. We're going to put some notes on our uh, podcast. We're going to share some links with you so that you took it access the confidence gap and it's awesome because he defines confidence in a way that we I've never seen it before but I really appreciate it so remember to subscribe send us your comments and questions check out our Instagram page and throw us a line because we're out here for you this is not something that we're doing to uh, to become the next millionaires although I think it will but it's something that we're doing from the heart for you, for you to enjoy to your heart. So till next time, this is Abiel and Odie, the emotional compass.